fearless and successful podcast is hosted by Coach D. That is me. <laughs> Designed for change makers just like you. As a coach, activator of human potential, and freedom architect, I have one mission with this podcast to inspire you to dream big, plan for success, and impact the world. I love all things mindset, money, and manifestation. So I will be sharing my favorite tips and tricks to help you activate your infinite potential by taking aligned and inspired action. You can also expect fearless stories from leaders around the world who designed life and business on their own terms. If we can do it, so can you. If you're ready, my fearless friend, let's get this party started. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, fearless people. Ugh, I don't even know how to start this because I am truly excited for this interview because I'm going to be interviewing a person who is probably one of the, the, the best friends uh, that you're going to, my best friends that you're going to hear on this podcast. Everyone I interview, I don't know so well. But Joey Natal is one of my really close friends, and I know you too well. So this is going to be really cur curious for me. <laughs> so welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yes. This is going to be fun because I'm going to try to, my intention is always to have fun, of course, but also to be curious about my, my guests. So I'm going, to be tr I'm going to try to be very curious and ask you something I don't know. <laughs> Sure. Okay, so before we dive deep um, into what you do and how you serve the world, I'm just going to give a brief intro. So Joey is a holistic confidence coach who supports nerds to fall in love with themselves. He's a speaker, a podcaster, a coach, a rock climber, and a cosplayer. All the fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Really, really cool. Um, tell us also where you're tuning in from. I'm tuning in from Raleigh, North Carolina in the yes. States. Yay. And, you know, you're truly for now from Stockholm. So tell us, how did you became a coach? What was that moment when you realized this is what I want to do? Well, studying to be a therapist unofficially for years and then moving, like getting accepted into graduate school for social work. And I was like, I don't want that debt. So I didn't. Took an IT job and then the apocalypse happened in 2020. So I attended my first Tony Robbins event. And the really defining moment for me when I decided I want to do coaching was when Tony talked about a story of those moments in life, and not just moments, but maybe you're living your life and you are happy and content. Things are good. Anybody looks at your life, they would say, you have a good life. Maybe you can pay all your bills, children or you know, spouse is happy and whatnot, but there's something missing and you're not quite sure what it is. You can't quite put your finger on it. It's not bad. It's not good. It's in the middle. That's where your soul dies. And that hit me like a ton of bricks because that's exactly how I felt in my job. I've completely unfulfilled and just, it, it was like death of a thousand cuts. And I was like, what does Tony do? coaching what is that <laughs> so that's where i discovered coaching and pursued it so now i'm here that was the first that was the moment for me yeah that's such a cool moment and yeah for for me 
I remember when I kind of had this, the, decided or it was more of a demand, I think. Um, for me, it took a while to realize that I want to do this because I realized how much possibilities we have as coaches to change the world and to create those ripple effects in the world, which is pretty awesome. It's a big responsibility, right? Mm. Um, with great power comes big responsibility. And today we're going to talk about that fear of stepping into your greatness and to take that responsibility to be a leader, to be a coach, to make impact in the world. And so what would you say when you are coaching your clients, especially around confidence, what do you feel that they fear the most when it comes to uh, stepping into their their greatness? Excuse me. The first thing that came to mind was themselves but they don't know it. Mm-hmm. I would say what they think they fear, and some of them, this is true. They fear external forces, rejection, um, not looking good, looking bad, uh, being shunned by their family, friends, maybe attracting unwanted attention in general. But what I mean is, they're just really afraid of their own greatness in a lot of ways. When you shine, you get noticed. And people will notice you and look at you if you're on your path to whatever it is your that lights you up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what comes to mind. <laughs> From a human psychology perspective, what would you say like is going on in our minds when we feel like okay so I'm stepping into the greatness and that could potentially trigger someone or maybe inspire someone or maybe I will get judged or maybe I will get praised what what are the emotions that are going on apart from fear like of course we are afraid of all these but what is the kind of what are the thoughts that are going on in our minds where we think, oh, now I'm going to upset someone or I'm going to inspire someone? What comes to mind is um, a lot of limiting beliefs, like not being good enough, not being enough, not being pretty enough, attractive enough, old enough, young enough, all those stories and tapes that we constantly tell ourselves. The feelings are certainly is um, anxiety, which is always misconfused, you know, confused with excitement of course um fear which we've mentioned but also more specifically the fear of the unknown because they don't know what's going to happen and a lack of control as well comes to mind so i'm going to come back to lack of control because this is interesting and i want to go there um where do you I definitely had this feeling of not being good enough many, many times. And you probably too. How do you, do you have any suggestions, any tips how to deal with that, not being good enough? How do we go about it and really accept that we are deserving, that we are worthy enough, that we can be that greatness that we are meant to be? Well, my answer is actually going to be a two-part answer because it will it answers the previous question as well, or adds on to it. How do you get out of not being good enough? 
Because simply saying that to yourself, you're just going to say to yourself, you're lying. And you're not going to believe it. And a lot of people, what they first do is they look for permission and they look for appreciation externally. And that can get you some places. And that's a good place to start if you don't believe it in yourself. But that might build the momentum, the snowball, if you will, to where you can begin to believe it in yourself. So getting outside your comfort zone and doing things that prove to yourself that like, wow, I did that. Holy shit, I did that. Mm -hmm. And this is also what is the biggest thing, at least it's the biggest thing in my life, is that comfort is the biggest dream killer. And personally, for me, it has been the biggest thing for me. I am super comfortable in a lot of areas of my life. You are. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> I know you know this. That's a perk of being a, a, a single child. Is it a single child? Oh, my God. <laughs> Brain fart. <laughs> One child. Yes and no, actually. Really? It is and isn't. Yeah, it's one of part of the five for survival strategies: being comfortable, looking looking good, being right, mm -hmm. being in control, and being addicted to safety. Mine is addicted to comfort, mm -hmm. and it shows up. We all do these five, but this one specifically gets in my way all the time, and I didn't realize how much it affects me. I thought it was just in business, but no, it's in relationships, family, friends, connection, anything I do, it shows up a lot. So this one really resonates with me more than anything. So, and that also leads to- Which one is mine? <laughs> which one's yours? I mean, I'd say what comes to mind is maybe control, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Only you really can answer that one. I was thinking like being right. <laughs> Being right and being in control is, is, yeah, that resonates for sure. Um, and, you know, these things are good things. They're not bad things either. Like, like being okay with comfort is good because some people in the world are like, if it's comfortable, then it's unhealthy for me. And they lose really extreme lifestyle. And that's unhealthy too. But being right is good because like, that's a poisonous snake. It's good to be right about that thing. <laughs> And to know if it's a poisonous or not, whether to stay away or, you know, most people probably don't want to be around snakes anyway, except for those who do love snakes. <laughs> mm -hmm. But where it's ineffective is when it gets in the way of what you want. And so for me, and what I extend to the audience, people listening, is that when you look for permission and you look for appreciation, as I was saying before, Maybe that starts the ball because it feels good to get praise and it's good to want that praise. But if you only look for those rather and these external feelings rather than let your internal commitments drive you, then they're, they're always, you're never going to get what you want. Mm, or you'll yeah. just get partial results. And then it's also, yeah, and goes both ways. Um we are kind of afraid of being judged and um, and that is external and we would not want to experience that, but we would love to experience praise. Um, so if we can dissociate ourselves from the external and what the external gives us or how it makes us feel, then it's like really going internally and, and realize that 
I'm the one who who is in control of how I feel, right? Um, but yeah. you mentioned something else, like lack of control, lack of controlling what can the outcome be, how other people perceive you, how, what made, the, you know, and I think for me, this was the biggest, probably the biggest thing in personal development and what Tony, you mentioned Tony, like what Tony always say, you can only imagine, manage what you can control and focus on that. Don't try to focus on the things you can't control. I think this is, yeah, maybe what 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 were, what were your thoughts around that? Well, yes, that's true. Like not focusing on what you can manage and surrendering to the process, but just surrendering to like understanding the concept that you are not your results mm-hmm. was really big for me, especially lately and some of the leadership trainings that I've been in. And I made it this story that if I don't achieve my goals, then I'm a failure, which a lot of people do. But there's no such thing as failure. There's only feedback. And when you learn to surrender to that and accept that there are some factors outside of you that aren't in your control, you're going to have a hell of a lot better life. So one of the beautiful things I've learned recently is like, you don't have control of anything. Even the things you think you have control of, you don't. You can contribute to that, but you technically don't control it. One of the great examples I heard recently is like being on time. Can you control that? You can, you can definitely, you can't control that, but you can be mindful of always, you know, being on time. Yes. So say, for example, being somewhere at an event on time, you can contribute to it, but you can't control that there might be an accident, for example. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But being mindful of the things that can get in a way, that's important. I think for us who are like time optimists, we, we just need to, we need to calculate things because sometimes we get <laughs> overly um, busy prior to something that we need to attend or we need to do and then the time is there and you're like oh what the fuck I missed <laughs> you know <laughs> right and um, I think it's just being mindful that things can get in a way and calculating that into and that's also responsibility that is a huge responsibility mm-hmm. and ownership of of one's um act a- actions um so i think you learn to you it's not just i am that person who is always late you're not that person it's just your behavior <laughs> mm-hmm. your habits yeah yeah um c- control so yeah so interesting that you said we we can't control anything and what we what i was thinking is actually yeah i can't control my thoughts but i can control how i'm gonna respond to my thoughts yes so there is this thing that i can control (laughs) you can contribute to it 
<laughs> if I were to use that type of language. <laughs> Why contribute? So what is the difference between contribute and control? Contributing means add to it. Controlling would be mastering the whole thing entirely. At least that's what, that's my interpretation personally. I'm not saying that's the right answer, but that's just what comes up for me. I'm thinking like, okay, so I have this feeling of, or the thought, um, I think I'm going to have an amazing weekend, <laughs> right? Yes. I definitely cannot control what's going to happen. Um, yes. But I can also, I can contribute to feel, to have a good intention. Yes. And if, yeah. So what would be the control then? I can't, I can control how I'm going to, feel if things don't go as planned i can't but control can't. that but with the idea that we just spoke about before you can't control anything you can just contribute so you so, can't so, yeah I can. you think that i cannot control if i'm being like intentional that weekend is going to be super cool and something yes. happens that i'm not satisfied with I can still have the awareness that even if something bad happens, I still can control the feeling that I, this is not going to ruin my moment or my weekend. You can still contribute to the original goal of commitment to having an amazing weekend. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective. I need to sit on this because I'm not sure if I agree or disagree. I just think that it's, <laughs> just, <laughs> I just think it's interesting. I love that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I like the, the sound of it contribute because it's like more flowy. Um, yes. It's more like I'm adding to something. Yes. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I like the word contribute versus control, but I still feel that Yeah, the part of the awareness is already like controlling. The part control, of my... control and pulse applies in a lot of ways, like domination in a lot of ways. That's a little more of an extreme way to put it. Mm -hmm. But like it implies that like you are dominating this area versus contributing to anything. Like, but it's like you can dominate and you can master your emotions. That is for a fact. Not dominate, master your emotions yes right yes but not every day no, like there will be days that you'll go 100 percent, and there are other days that look like difference when you're yeah, at 100 yeah. so that's what comes up to me <laughs> and you know this is a scary thing because if we think and i was just like really reflecting on on uh, something I, I just had this moment today where I was thinking about emotions and there was uh, someone asked me like recently in my stories how do you stay always positive and um, this is a perception I think and this was this happened to me in one week happened to me twice one person voice messaged me and she said um <laughs> she said it's so good to see you always smiling positive blah, blah. and then then I immediately like send a voice back voice text back and I said it's really interesting and this is a person that I know really well we are in the same mentorship program and we have been like really connected and I was like it's really interesting how you actually perceive me as a very positive person 
And I was kind of thinking maybe I should be more, even more transparent. And I was thinking on myself, should I cry in my stories? And I was just like, <laughs> random, random thought, right? And she yeah. said, wow, D, no, like, no, I, I didn't apply that you are not real or you're not genuine. It's just so cool. I know what you're, you're experiencing and you're always honest about your emotions. And, and this is the control. This is the control, knowing or kind of mastering. I know that bad days will happen. Can I control that? No, but I can always control. Am I going to be in the sack? How I'm going to deal with the sack and how I'm going to go, how I'm going to move forward. Yeah. And so the language we've just used, I would say you contribute to making your <laughs> days better or you contribute to making worse. I mean, it's, it depends on what okay. plant you want to water. The one that's going to bring you sunshine and fruitfulness or the one that's just going to create poisons or something. Okay, interesting. We'll, 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 we'll dive. I will I'm dive saying, into this. To be clear, like wh how you think of it is not a right or wrong way. It's just another way to look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. I'm going to be mindful of... of when I am contributing to a certain emotion, how does that make me feel? <laughs> yes, exactly. No, good. Yeah, this is this is good. Um, so going back to that, uh, stepping into your greatness, I would say also that part of that is actually. This is so cool. Where we where we kind of uh, went. Um, it is part of managing your emotions or contributing yeah. to, to your emotions yes. in a healthy way. Uh, yes, I absolutely agree. Um, you know, imposter syndrome is going to come up a lot whenever your greatness comes. And so what also comes to mind is, at least especially for me lately in my life, is that um, my addiction to comfort in a lot of areas of my life have also um i've run away from responsibility or excuse me not responsibility but reliability mm -hmm. more so a lot of my friends have given me feedback that i'm actually very responsible i'm not as reliable as i could be timeliness is one of them <laughs> which i've been working on and done a lot of progress in the past few months especially so and when so you're talking about re reliability can you reflect where is this showing up in your personal self-reliance? Uh, where you, where can you not, where can't you rely on yourself? Because this is interesting. Because this is happening to 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 one of my friends, and we were just discussing this, and that this might be a really good um, answer to her. Where do you feel that you can't rely on yourself? Well, what comes to mind is that one way to measure reliableness is how many commitments you keep or break to others. Or to yourself in this case. Well, I was going to say, who do you, who, who do you break the commitments to the most? Mm -hmm. Yourself. Personal integrity, right? Everybody yeah. is, everyone generally most 
the number one person they break their commitments to the most is themselves. Yes, yes. And when you break your commitments and you are less reliable, like for example, being on time is a great example, something I've been guilty of for years. When you do that, you destroy slowly your self-esteem and by extension others mm. and that reliability and belief in you your word which is how you make commitments with others is the most influential and powerful tool you have in a social society period it's all you have yes business social relationship it's all we got unless you like sign language but you know you get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, tr uh, I would translate this in living in integrity. Um, and I love like how uh, Don Don Miguel Ruiz explains this in uh, Four Agreements. I love mm -hmm. like really keeping first word to yourself. This is so so important. And I think what you said is so so beautiful. When you stop being committed to your words, what you're like the words that you're giving to yourself, the promises that you're giving to yourself, this is where you stop believing in yourself. Yes. And that's been very true in my journey. And it's been illuminated in my face in the past few months hard. And I made a recommitment to growth and to stepping more into commitments. I've been chasing rainbows in a lot of ways and looking for new connections, new relationships, new business endeavors versus going deep, really nurturing those connections, especially with myself mm. and showing up, believing that I'm a leader in myself by stepping into my leadership, not by necessarily taking on as many tasks as possible or the big ones, but by really just giving it my all of what I've already signed up for now. That's where you start. That's where you start believing in yourself. You don't feel like you got a lot going on, then you're lying to yourself. Whatever you got going on in your life, you just go 100%. And in my case, one thing I learned about myself is I know how to commit to myself. I know how to do nutrition, fitness, reading, studying. And one of the things I've struggled with, or I pretended not to know, was how to commit 100% to others team relationships and you know community organization my own business and so rediscovering what it's like to push my limits like what is my 100% look like uh, right now I don't know but what I do know is that I'm committed to finding it make a commitment to yourself yeah. set yourself up to win <laughs> having big goals is good but also make sure they're small enough and stretchy enough so that you're like wow i did that and also like i was able to do it yeah this is just so beautiful yeah i i love that and i'm just so first i just want to acknowledge you for for taking that ownership and saying like i have been playing small i haven't been or not playing small i haven't been playing full out um, I think I've been playing small and not you right. right. So like I have, you know, when, and this is something that we talked about a lot, like how I get 
super when I'm in I'm all in there for me there is no like for, for me that was the discipline of being um 100% devoted to something um is is a su- success factor it is so important to be all in when you're all in you're all in and one it it is really a high performance habit because mm. if you're not all in it is oh then you're there and there and there and there and you're you literally maybe in your age maybe this is not now still visible but it becomes with age brain fatigue is a serious issue um and when you can manage that now it's going to be easier and easier and easier and focus is a beautiful flowy thing it's when you are in, in in focus mode it is this beautiful deep state of of devotion of commitment um so yeah sometimes people feel like oh but focus is boring and it's so hard it is not that's when you are in the flow mm. yes <laughs> I agree absolutely you know whereas like when you focus on one thing that is maybe when you're working out you're there you're present you're present with your pain with your like whatever you're experiencing in that moment you're there 100% in and you don't think oh when it's sometimes we also think like oh when is this class gonna finish <laughs> I can't do it anymore but it is that flow state that is really like I'm all in I'm doing this thing and there is nothing else that I need to do or there's nowhere I need to be. It's just this moment. And you know why is this beneficial to you? You know what is the purpose of it? Um, and you know what is gonna, what, what's going to result be. And when you, everything, if you do everything like this, it's, uh, yeah, that's where focus becomes like super sexy. I don't know why people are like, yeah, focus is hard. It really is not. It's just, well, and that's why they think it's hard is because it goes back to comfort. Deep work, the book talks about this because it takes about 30, 20 to 30 minutes-ish to get into the flow mm-hmm. of focus. And it's people don't allow themselves to either isolate themselves or have maybe calming music to promote that focus and they'll have Facebook open or they'll have their notifications on sound or they'll have the lights flashing, constant distractions. And so, but when you're committed to it and let that drive you, you'll do anything possible too. Mm-hmm. The concept of dabbling intellectually, I understood it when I first heard it a couple of years ago. But I didn't really feel it until recently. Mm-hmm. And I know what that's like pain of regret mm, wow <laughs> yes that's huge that's big one there's um, nothing worse than being celebrated for something that you did a good job at but you know you didn't do your best mm-hmm. mm. yeah yeah, again, like going back to four agreements, <laughs> you know, yes. knowing that you're always doing your best. Yeah, I love I love that. Like, yeah. Oh, wow. So good. Um, do you want to leave any other tips? You gave so, so many golden nuggets. Any other tips? Like how could people really 
uh, let go of that fear and step into their greatness? Well, what I'll say is you'll never be able to fully let go of it. It's always going to be there. And that means you're human. And what I will say is if something scares you, keep going. You did it. You found it. You found the thing that is going to help you grow. It's going to help you transform. Because you can't change. You can only transform something greater than you already are. Feel the fear and do it anyway. If you're upset and you're mad, go save the world mad and upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> use that as a catalyst yeah for sure yes yeah and i think that being upset to being upset like you know <laughs> i always think about like you, 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 you this is really really good i always think about heroes they are always upset you know superheroes are always mad or upset about something and they will go and you you know ignite their superpowers they would smash something you know comes to my mind you know they would really use in the moments of being mad or upset angry that's the moment when you you can respond and and take action sometimes people people feel that they just need to wait for the right moment when something triggers you and something that is unfair so i think if we talk about purpose, if you know your purpose and you know that something in the world like really upsets you, like, you know, let's say like something happened and you would be very passionate about it. And for, for example, now with what's going on in Iran, um, it upsets me in a way that it's like, how did, did, how does one part of the world still doesn't acknowledge women and their right to self-expression? It's just like, and then we live, I live in a country that it's so equal, gender, gender equality is so big in one part, women needs to cover their hair. It's just crazy, you know, that upsets me. And I would go and talk in my stories and I would go and, and like really be madly upset and, and speak about the woman rights. Um, if you're passionate about something and something upsets you, you said it right, go out, out there and, and talk about it. Mm. Yeah. Well said. Yes. <laughs> um, don't be afraid. And to to kind of go into the wrap up mode. Well, be afraid, but do it anyway. Be afraid. No, and don't let yeah. it stop you. Let your yeah. commitments drive you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Be afraid. Yeah, but do it anyway. Okay. I'm gonna say just be fearless. Yeah, since we are a fearless and successful podcast, for me, everything is about being fearless. But um, yeah, what was what was the moment in, in your business where you felt fear and did it anyway? And now you see like, wow, I'm so glad that I did it. In my business specifically? Yeah. Probably the first time I went live on uh instagram facebook i think it was actually it was definitely the first time i was i was so afraid to do it which i was actually surprised how afraid i was because in person not so much but speaking about something vulnerable 
or speaking about something I'm very passionate about. And then the next level is doing it on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Consistent. And I'm so glad I do it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I, so glad I did it because I don't have that fear anymore. Wow. How At long all. did it took you? So if you would say um, a tangible, like really tangible, um, if you would say how, do you know what well, first question do you still feel feel a bit of of this oh i'm gonna press the live button and it feels still feels a bit scary it's uncomfortable it's, it's shifted it's not that i'm afraid of pressing the button it's like what am i gonna say mm-hmm. and i do reels now versus going live so i just like it's not as crazy but like and just and just kind of think about it and go so like there's a bit of hesitation at first but it's like it's very minimal mm-hmm. compared to what it was yeah yeah how long did it uh, take you to get to this place of i'm i'm comfortable i'm okay how long did it take to get to or you're conf- you're confident <laughs> confident is a better word yeah. um the first word that came to my mind is a week, but I think it did actually take longer than a week. Like to get over the like, oh God. <laughs> so like that type of fear, like probably a week, but to get more confident, I'd say a month. Mm-hmm. Doing it consistently and maybe a breakthrough session. <laughs> yeah. As yeah. well, which helped speed that process up as well. For sure. Wow, this is so cool. Tell us about the breakthrough session because this is one of the the work that you do and for me that when i experienced that that was so powerful so tell me tell me t- tell our audience about that okay mm-hmm. so what is a breakthrough session <laughs> breakthrough session is about an eight to 12 hour coaching session we can do it in a day or we can do it in two sessions or three i've actually broken up with three now lately to summarize it Imagine, if you will, you're climbing the mountain to your goals. Your goal's at the top of the peak and you're climbing the mountain, which are difficult if they're worth pursuing. And you have these two boulders attached to your legs. One known as baggage and the other one is childhood trauma. Maybe it's PTSD. It can show up in a lot of ways. The objective of the breakthrough session is to essentially just snip the rope of these boulders. You let go. You don't forget. You let go. I don't need to know the details. And unlike exposure therapy, you don't need to relive it. We'll talk about it, but I don't need to go into detail. It makes you relive the situation. Essentially, it's a disassociation of these extremely things that bring up a lot of negative emotions and extreme traumatic events. It disassociates that where you'll feel it and it may not feel good but it doesn't make you like flip out it's kind of the general synopsis yeah yeah Yeah, i would totally yeah i totally can say that that's that yeah it's my most powerful technique (laughs) it's it's really really powerful Mm. um and that is something that you offer to your clients um I do. And um, 
if people are more curious about your work, uh, about your coaching and about the breakthrough session, what is the best way to get in contact with you? Best way to get in contact with me is on Instagram. My handle is grow our light. Yes. We're going to put all the links um, into the show note. Uh, and also if you get in contact with Joey, you can also get a free gift, right? Yes. You'll get a free <laughs> gift. If you have a coaching session with me, even if it's just a free initial call, I will give to you a recorded customized hypnosis recording. Mm. Something I'm delving into too. I also do hypnosis as well. And I am now building recordings for them. Wow. And I'd like to sample and test them out and get feedback on them. Nice. Nice. Um, so you guys, if this feels aligned and this calls your name, if you would love to maybe talk about a breakthrough session, or maybe you have some fears that are coming up and you would love Joey to help you with that. Um, so Instagram is the right place to contact or also you can book a call. So we're going to put all these links into the show notes mm -hmm. and um, yeah. Yeah. Is there something that I forgot to ask you and you was like, D, I want to tell this um, to your people. Uh, this is something that I want to share. And I forgot to ask you. <laughs> I'm stepping into more speaking engagements. And so if you check out on my Instagram, I entered a speaker slam recently and I got top 20, number 16. I'm personally very proud of that. So doing more engagements like that, talks on relationships, confidence, communication, things like that. Check it out. It's fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah check his reels. They're super fun. Um, so that's that. That's that. <laughs> you guys stay tuned. Um, have fun and don't forget to be awesome. Ciao. <laughs>Thank you so, 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 so much, you beautiful soul, for taking the time to jump in today and listen to this episode. I know you could be doing a gazillion other things, and I don't take this lightly. I really, truly, deeply appreciate your time and your support. And if you love this episode, please subscribe if you haven't yet and leave us a review at reviewthispodcast.com forward slash insider. Let me say this again, reviewthispodcast.com forward slash insider. You can leave a review on any device, which makes this super easy and sexy and really helps me to reach more people just like you. And with that being said, I am sending you a daily dose of vitamin D. I love you so much and I'm so grateful for you. Until next time, fearless dreamer. Mwah.